bro. <laughs> bro, I was messing my screen and trying to fix it. You know what happened? I called emergency services. Oh my days! <laughs> so oh, then I hear that I, I'm not even. I hear ringing. I was like, "Wait, why is it ringing?" And then he goes, "Hello, emergency services. Do you need fire, a fire engine, a ambulance, or police, or whatever?" I was like, "I thought it was a video or something." So I didn't answer. They're like, "Hello." I was like, "Sorry, I accidentally <laughs> called this number." And she's like, "Oh, that's fine. Just uh, hang up if you can, or like uh, whatever." I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Okay, then I'll just." I'll go turn the call. You can hang up whenever. And then I was like, Let's "See about that." Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to the After School Dawa podcast. We're joined here by Ahmed Saad, and we got our special guest. He is someone that came here before. You know, his name is Umar Farooq Zuberu. Zuberu. Yes. You probably remember him from um, the colorism episode that we did. Um, yes. I think it was like two, three months back. Um, but yeah, I remember everyone, <coughs> Z, everyone. By the way, we call him Z over here, innit? Yeah. But basically, a lot of people after that episode were just there like, yo, who's that articulate black guy you had on the show? <laughs> like, yo, bring him back on. We need him back. <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah, popular demand. So here you are. <laughs> so yeah, man. How are you, Z? I'm, I'm good, thank you, man. Um, life is good. Life is good. Drake. Life's good. <laughs> I didn't want to say that to me, but come, okay. <laughs> I know, I got you, bro. Z, you know, you know what's mad, bro? Yeah. So like, me and you, you, we went to the same high school in it, college and university, doing same course, but the chain has been broken because you finished uni now and I'm doing my third year this year because well, I tell you, last year off <laughs> I'll tell you what next year we'll probably be at the same job so the chain bro, will be broken inshallah, the chain will be see you so, get into the job first innit? and then like just sweet talk them into getting yeah. and then, like, be so bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you basically paved the way for Tactics. me and, bro he's going to own the company bro. as soon as you get in more and <laughs> <laughs> by the time he gets in, he's gonna be he's gonna be retired. You see, yo. You see the. But well, nah, our retired CEO, yeah. Same, we won't get the same job because uh, I want Mo to do better than me. So uh, Mo will be. I want that's, that's to be better than you, boys. That's a good relationship. That's that's a good. I want you to do better than me, and so like when I'm broke, I can call you and be like, Yo, Z. Yeah. Z, da, 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 I need some money, bro. So you know, you need to be better off than me. <laughs> I need to know when I'm broke that I can call you, bro. <laughs> so, yo, so, yeah, you need to be better off, bro. If that was ever the case, you know. If that were ever uh, the case, uh, you know, your, your my home that, is your home. Uh, my kids are your bro. kids. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want your kids, but you know, <laughs> so, I appreciate the like, you know, the offer in it, but you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'd be so cute though. They'd be like, Uncle Mo, Uncle Mo, he's there, like, yo, I'm gonna go grab some milk. Okay, we're not gonna continue Bruh. that joke in there. No, no, this sucker. <laughs> we ain't racist like that, you know. But yeah, anyways, oh, can um, we move? Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, apologies. Anyways. We uh, well, you know, like, the, yeah, we'll, bro, we'll leave. We'll leave what you know. We tend to do. We tend to leave things. In, <laughs> um, but you know, unless it's like a bit too personal around you or someone, 
says they don't want it in but anyways um you know quite recently like i was talking to someone and um but yeah so i was i was i was talking to someone else right and it sort of reminded me of myself in the past you know um and i kind of remember myself like back in high school and in college and definitely there were certain times um i, I wouldn't say that i was a nice person to everyone in it you know and there, there have definitely been times when i haven't been respectful i haven't been kind um and you could say that i've just been mean and you know i kind of like look back and i'm like a bit ashamed of myself for it and you know it just reminded me of something like you know you know they say like you know you as a human being you're always a slave to something you know people think that if you're not a slave to religion you're free but that's not the case you know you're either a slave to money slave to society slave to your own desires to your own family whatever else you know mm. and mm. when i really contemplated on this i realized that back in like high school and stuff i was a slave to two two things mainly yeah one was sort of the idea of toxic masculinity you could say like you know obviously for me like the you know we had like a social hierarchy in it and like you know the people that you would perceive <laughs> as the cool people were tend to always be the ones who are the most prideful or the most arrogant um so there was a level of like toxic masculinity so i would put my toxic masculinity you could say above anything else you know for the sake of the group you could say you know for the sake of my ranking in the social hierarchy um and another one which is the bigger one for me i'd say was truly pride like pride i was a slave to my own pride you know i would you know i wouldn't say that i was ever like a mean person inside but i would put my pride above anything else like above respect above kindness above anything else i would put my pride you know whatever's wrong whatever's right you know <clears throat> i won't let anything damage my pride do you get what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. so like, you know you know that that phrase that you said yeah <laughs> what we were talking about where everyone's a slave to something yeah and yeah. it's true it's just apparent in everyone anything someone can say they're free but no one is ever truly free and you know more yeah, no one's free basically life. um if you internalize yourself back like say a while any at any point in life even now obviously you'll have changed and grown a bit but you'll find yourself slave to something either be a characteristic or something materialistic anything like that and what depends what you know what um say tends to improve your character and make you a better person is depending on what you're a slave to and uh-huh. obviously Islam provides um, yeah solid solutions and answers to that because um, I don't want to get into it yet, but like yeah what no, no Sorry, we, we, can, we can get into um, it so, no because so, because like obviously if these yeah. are finished what they're saying then we can go deeper oh, into uh, yeah, it sure. okay. yeah yeah wait uh um, yeah, do you want to go? Yeah, wait, can I just finish that point off here? Um, so, basically, you know, for me, yeah, like, I realized I was a slave to my own pride. And, alhamdulillah, like, one thing, like, when I, like, towards the end of college, you know, when I started sort of being more in tune with my spirituality, um, sort of being open to my spirituality more, and started practicing more, you could say, um, Alhamdulillah, I'd say like for the most part that pride has been, you know, I took that pride away, 
you could say and what i realized after that like how beneficial that was for me because suddenly i didn't put myself to such a high standard i didn't think of myself as such a you know big guy and that allowed me to actually like you know allowed me to actually move on with my life and to actually do things that i wanted to do without having to worry about or oh, was this person going to think about it oh but isn't this going to like make them think that i'm like the um you know i'm 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 like a doma or something like you know it lets you it lets you prioritize your goals your objectives and prioritize your principles of like you know being being kind and respectful and considering other people's situations and stuff like not being selfish um and alhamdulillah i think islam really brought that to me cuz if it, if it wasn't for the sake of islam i probably would have been the same as i was before i'd say was we are slaves to everything you mentioned um, about that mm-hmm. and i think you know human beings are slaves to the system were part of the rat race also yeah. i was going you talk about toxic masculinity so i was looking up toxic masculinity a couple of months ago because you know you see it on these instagram feminist pages a lot and they mention toxic masculinity probably the most aside from mansplaining yeah. and so i searched up toxic toxic masculinity to look for the definition and it said that toxic masculinity is the incessant need for intellectual physical and sexual dominance and when i thought about that even going back to kd kd wasn't a um K- so the, our high school wasn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that long back pause? Did you actually think about it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was like, was that actually high school? <laughs> no. I said, because I said KD, then I said our high school, just yeah, to yeah. clarify. As, as soon as yeah, you said yeah. that, said it. Like, yeah. it was different. There wasn't really physical dominance, a competition of physical dominance as much. It was more so intellectual dominance, I feel, mm. anyway. Like, yeah. I felt like the people who did the best academically those were the people that were seen in a more positive light than anybody do you get me but um i think that um in general with men it's a physical or intellectual dominance thing um but yeah i mean those are just my thoughts but i think a lot of us are toxic males i think there's a spectrum yeah. anyway i don't feel like you're either a toxic male or not a toxic male i feel like there's a spectrum of either a toxic male to a lesser extent you're yeah, a toxic male to mm. a greater extent yeah. i feel like um with me you know i've find myself like having that want for like physical or intellectual dominance but i mean yeah. you know as long as you catch yourself slipping you won't fall Boom! Yeah. Quote me. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's a quote already. You know. What did you say? But say it again. He said, you um, "Catch yourself slipping before." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, w- would you? Okay, would you say that? Like, let's say in society now, um, toxic masculinity is something that's sort of rewarded. You know, celebrated even in society. You know, mm. um, it's something that's glorified. Whereas, like. You know, let's say, for example, if we're talking about, you know, um, uh, people like trying to get into relationships and stuff, right? Like, you know, th- we we hear about like the quote-unquote nice guy, yeah. You know, the nice guy, the one that's you know kind and respectful. Usually, that's the person that's sort of like dismissed by women and ridiculed by men. You know, whereas the toxically yeah. masculine guy, the one that, like you said, is always trying to force his dominance, right? over others is the one that's really like always um you could say winning 
you know, in society. Yeah. So you could so with that you could say society sort of encourages toxic masculinity, even though we have you know feminism and stuff like that. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah, which is very true to be fair, because um, they um, they they dislike it, but then they it's something that's sought after in the men that they date. The yeah, time. it's like so it's, it's like subconscious cycle. or something, you know. It is so yeah. I think, um, you know, uh, what you've just said there, uh, Muhammad, about like equality, right? How the feminists want equality, but they want equality in the wrong ways, right? Um, and they end up liking what society ends up promoting anyway, which is against their mm-hmm. whole agenda of toxic masculinity. Um, I think Islam gives a good contrast to, you know, uh, redefining masculinity in general. Like, you know, I think we talked about this before when Muhammad did his um, uh, How to Be a, a Real Man video, right? Is that we've said um, that a real man isn't just based on strength alone. And it isn't just based on, you know, um, these superficial factors of, um, you know, intellect, body, um, you know, what was the other one you mentioned, Z? I forgot. Um, uh, sexual dominance. Sexual dominance, right? So, uh it bases it all on the on on the on, so what to me what masculinity is in islam is the character is the base the foundation of everything right yeah. and then on top of that you've got strength so i think there's a hadith that says a strong believer is more beloved than a weak believer right so obviously it promotes that strength right a lot of the sahaba was strong so it's not it's not like it's saying go to a, a high level rather just be strong enough to care for your you know the, your spouse your sister your 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 mother whatever right um, and it's not about that sexual dominance either. It's, ra- it's rather in the sense of, you know, um, go as far as your spouse uh, would like you to go as far as, right? Uh, yeah. And it gives it basically. What I'm trying to do, say is it gives this good, good contrast and good balance in, in what it means to be a man. And a lot of oh. that is lacked in today's society. When I think it was either Dahmid or Muhammad mentioning material values, right? Just before we started this podcast, I think um, on how so much of society is focused on you know um a man being strong a man being wealthy and even in even in marriages now right when when someone gets married the first thing they one of the first things they look at is you know is the guy handsome and is he rich that's pretty much it like even if you're not getting married if you're if you're dating or whatever the the, the first thing thing you look at is attractiveness and rich like character is so underrated in today's society mm. character is almost yeah. when i was mentioning you know is a base in islam it's not even a, it's not i wouldn't even consider it a base in society anymore i think it's something people like you said superficially say that they like but in reality when it comes down to it all they really pay attention to is wealth and uh and attractiveness yeah they kind of want yeah. social yeah. status between families and you know yeah. they want they want it they want to be able to tell other people, "Yo, my daughter married this guy." Bragging rights, oh, man. They yeah, want bragging yeah, rights. Exactly. They want to be well. I say, like, stuff. even with us here, like, let's say going back to like college and high school, like, you know, I know guys that that get into a relationship purely like to to show off, like, you know, like a trophy wife. You know, you got the trophy girlfriend. You know, purely to show her off in it to your to your friends to your boys. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you don't even like this person, but this person you know is attractive. Like your boys find it attractive. You may not even find it attractive, you know, but the boys do. <laughs> and then you know, I've seen I've seen it happen as well. Like where um like I, I know a guy who like he finds this girl attractive and like he's really into her and stuff, but because 
like he knows that his boys won't don't rate her like that he doesn't mm-hmm. go for it you get me yeah they, you they know, probably bully him for it and stuff like yeah, that. yeah yeah with yeah. with um with somebody being a trophy spouse or significant other so i mean see you on you see it on instagram a lot anyway mm. um <clears throat> you've got you know males who are popular on Instagram they go for a woman who's also popular on Instagram and then they serve the same purpose to each other where that person is a trophy girlfriend and that person is a trophy boyfriend or you have a really good look uh, you have a really good looking girl and she's a trophy girlfriend for a guy because yeah all his mates or all the passers-by that see her then see him in a more positive light because he was able to attain somebody with that kind of beauty but they like that doesn't like that's because Mo you were saying that um they might not find the person attractive that, that that could be true but like it's attractive to them that other people find their trophy girlfriend or trophy boyfriend so attractive it's an attractive factor to them do you get me mm-hmm. like the fact that the person is a trophy girlfriend or a trophy boyfriend it's an attractive factor to them what was the second thing you said you said something else was really important after that me oh yeah that the, okay so if yeah no so what you said was that <clears throat> basically if somebody likes somebody and the people around them doesn't find that person good looking, then it would deter them from pursuing something with that person. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I've had that conversation recently. It's a really hard one because you know, when you're put in that position, it can really throw you off. You have to really be invested in that person or just not care about yeah. what others think for you to then pursue it. Because I mean, if you guys were in that position, what would you do realistically? How would you feel about that? I mean, you know, I mean, like, I'd say, like, definitely, like, go going back. If, if, if yeah. like, if you were to ask me, like, a couple of years back, I probably wouldn't have. But obviously now, like, I wouldn't care, you know. End yeah. of the day, like, let's say if I like someone, there's no need for Tahmid to like them too. You hear me? You know, it's kind of like oh. an Asian communities, yeah, where like you're you're trying you want to get married to someone, and then suddenly your you know your third auntie who you 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 only meet during Eid. Like comes in and he's like she doesn't like. Her. I'm like you ain't the one marrying her, so you know why yeah, do you care? True, true, true. <clears throat> you know, but you know um, why people get deterred is because um, I would think anyway. I think this is why. It's because like let's say I want to marry somebody, and the three of you, I ask you guys. Let's say this is where our friendship group doesn't extend beyond this. It's just us four, and you guys yeah, yeah. are my closest friends. I mean, you guys are some of my closest friends anyway. But let's say it doesn't extend past us. And I ask you guys, what do you think of her? You're like, uh, she's kind of clapped though. Me then, mm-hmm. I will think that because the average has said that she's not good looking, maybe I'm seeing something in her that I shouldn't be seeing in her. Do you get me? It makes you question yeah, how good looking yeah. a person is. Because if you go around and you ask everybody else and they don't think so, then you think then the average doesn't find her good looking. And so therefore she just isn't good looking objectively. That may be your yeah. viewpoint is subjective. Well, I guess you're that, right that's... though, you should yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, continue, continue. I'll say after. Yeah, you're right. You you, you should you shouldn't care because in the end of the day, it's it's down to you. And you know, like you said, with um, I mean, with you know, some aunties will come and they'll say all this jargon. But like, who cares? It's not it's not up to you. It's not up to them. It's up to you. Like, yeah, go on. I want to say something after this. But mm. go on. Yeah. Yeah, I was um I was gonna say like yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Like obviously, if the boys say yeah. it, then it it makes you question like whether you like the person. I remember I, you said it before um yeah. during like one of our previous conversations that like 
you know when let's say like you're interested in someone yeah um you know when you get like maybe like you know i don't i don't like to use ratings in it but just for example sake of example in it um let's say there's a girl and you find her like a five out of ten yeah um but oh. then you know her like her um and her personality and something and then her physical attractiveness goes up for you bro she's like an eight out of ten to you now you get me like oh. um you could say she grows on you you know so mm-hmm. i guess that's, that, that could be a reason as to why maybe you know on, uh, you could say the average doesn't find her attractive but you do is because you find her attractive for a different reason you know and the way i see yeah, it is like, yeah yeah and the way i see it is obviously you don't just find her attractive because of personality that that might be the reason but because of that like in your mind she's an attractive person you know like they say like beauty is in the eyes of the beholder and what I'd argue is like big facts. <laughs> what I'd argue is like, yo, if you find someone, that just remind me of that meme. If you yourself find someone attractive, shut up, Tahmid. Then, <laughs> then what's then, then then what's the problem? Like, what's the issue? Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you get me? Like, what's the downside to it? You know. Well, the way you said, what's the problem? What's the issue? Like, I can imagine you saying that to people, like, you're on smoke, man. Right? Yeah. Like, you said that to people. What's the problem? <laughs> Yo, that's what. There's two things. No <laughs> you want to throw hands? <laughs> Go on, bro. <laughs> 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 step outside. <laughs> there's two things I think that um, that just came to my mind after you after the example you just mentioned. Is that number one? Um, well, not. There's two issues really. Number one is that. Um, the question you're phrasing to your mate is wrong. It shouldn't be, do you f- do you see this guy? Do you see this guy or girl as attractive? Rather, it should be, do you see this guy or girl as a good person? Um, and number two, on top of that, if, it, if they really is, you, if they really are your real mate, the question would, the question they would ask back is, does it really matter? Because if you consider it yourself, right? Um, like Mo just what what Mo just said, if you think about a person that you like, um, you know, you don't obviously you yourself won't take just their attractiveness into account um you know as 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 human beings we have this innate disposition to care more when we actually like a person we care more about um you know sorry we care uh, about more things than just their attractiveness um Mm -hmm. you know when you think of all the people you just not even not even in terms of um love right in terms of admiration when you think of like your role models right or famous people that you look up to, or uh, even you know, um, your 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 close family like your father or whoever, right, or your brother. You think yeah. you don't just think, oh yeah, you know, uh, that celebrity or that that guy or whoever is really you know attractive. You think in the terms of, damn, they're really smart. Damn, they have a really good character. Mm. Damn, they're really nice to their neighbors. Damn, they're really nice to their parents. They're like a role model, basically, like role, more yeah, exactly. someone that you look up to. And exactly, mm. you 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 admire. Someone like, that inspires you. Exactly. It's naturally what I'm trying to say is it's naturally um, you know pleasing to us to look at other things than just attractiveness. Hence why it's so uh, emphasized in Islam whenever you're looking for someone to get married to or whoever is that uh, you know you look for their qualities rather than just based on attractiveness. Of, of course, like Muhammad, uh, I think uh, sorry, um, uh, Z mentioned um, before in it. Um, how would you guys deal with you know uh, the, the the fact that you, you know you're looking at someone. Um, uh, to you know, uh, get with them. Huh? Um, I should say married. Really, is that uh, would you just consider their attractiveness, or what would you do, like this rating system, or what? Personally, like in in my opinion, it's always been like attractiveness is a factor, but it should 
like I've said before, it shouldn't be the the foundation of everything you base your your opinion on. Um, obviously, if you're gonna spend your life with someone in it, like this is this is bro, like some sometimes I feel like the Islamic community goes like two different extremes, right? Some people say, oh, forget attractiveness because like only character matters, and only that should matter. And the other side says, no, 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 you know, uh, uh, you know, um, what's it? Um, go for beauty because like you're gonna have, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna spend your life with that person and this and that. You're gonna reproduce. Yeah, you're gonna reproduce. <laughs> you need girl, good you're gonna, genetics. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna. Yeah. Uh, good genetics. Bro, and then you still gotta be attracted to your wife, <laughs> exactly, no matter exactly. how good I mean, the character is. You still gotta be physically attracted. Exactly. I feel like sometimes there's no middle path. It's like, well, where's the where's mm. the balance gone? Like, of course you want to find someone that you find attractive somewhat but you're not going to base your entire opinion on that and mm. uh, on the other end you're not going to say oh forget bon, bon attractiveness forget that because character only matters because what are you going to do when you're like trying to make a kid with that person and it's not going to work attraction Yo. is mm. the sorry go on oh yeah no because I want to say this before and so I'm as well go on go um, in the end it's something it's a growth factor isn't it because as you grow older you realise more and more what you in a person what oh, you want yeah. in life because when you're younger, you you have really have no idea what you're doing, you know, what you want, what you're looking for. It's kind of like if you see something you like, you want it. After and after, you don't you don't really take time to cherish it or appreciate it or know the true value of it. Obviously, as you get older, you learn. All right, you know what? Like as life goes on, I'm gonna need something more suited to my to everything that I want to achieve. And you look for these character characteristics in a partner that can help you achieve what you want to achieve. And they, if they're a good partner, would, you know, like vibe with you on that level and also go to that place and have those same mindset. And so it's more, it's not a relationship of, um, it's not a relationship of like mutual exchange. It's more a relationship of progression. Yeah. Where it's like you kind of, you've both kind of reached, say, your your level. So let's say your level cap. And then once you're in a relationship with them, you kind of go beyond that level cap. And that's something you'll only know as time goes on but obviously as you, when you're when you're asking and when you're talking about it with your friends and you know your your peers and you're asking them yo what do you think of this girl what do you think of that back in back when you're like say let's say Mo when I was like when we were in high school right he showed me a girl I'd be like nah she's clapped she's ugly Whatever. but then let's say he really liked her we all would have bullied him for it if she was actually let's say not attractive but right now if he showed me a girl I'd be like what is she like? What's the first, what, what like? Obviously, there's a reason you like her, because um, yeah. Even if I did find her not attractive, it's not something I'd just blatantly go out and say, you know. I'd be like, all right, um, what do you see in her? Is there is there potential? Like, do you do you get along with her? Is there progression? You know, something you can both work on. And also the fact that when, if I did say something bad about her, it wouldn't be to kind of, um put him down for it or make him make her feel bad or him feel bad about oh. his decision just because I don't rear it would be as a warning or a red flag he'd be like listen I've noticed these things uh, I wouldn't recommend that for you as because as your friend if you want obviously relationships as we were saying our relationships are on a deeper level now it's not superficial right we're all yeah. close friends so we want each other to be the best that we can be it's just like the companions of the prophet wanted each other to be the best they can be they're always motivating each other and keeping each other going this is the exact same and so obviously if someone's a risk to that and poses a threat to that and is ready to bring all that crashing down you're going to warn them about it isn't it yeah 100%. and so 
100%. So that's why, like, if I ever, if anyone ever said anything bad about it now, you take yeah. your word for it because you know that they're trying to warn you about something. Yeah, and exactly. Then if, if there's not something bad, then yeah, it's all. In yeah, you. it's because like end of the day, yeah, like if I if I like someone, for example, like so why would Tamid come and be like, oh, I don't find her attractive? Tamid's not the one that was there. Exactly. You know, if, yeah. if he does, I know, like, if Tamid ever, like, if I, if I'm, if I'm thinking about marriage here, if um, Tamid says, like, you know what, maybe she's not the best idea, it will be because of something else. It will be because maybe some something about her character, maybe he heard something else or he knows something else about her. You know, it wouldn't be because of looks and this and that. Because end of yeah. the day, that's not his place. You know, mm-hmm. that's not his concern how she looks. You know, because like we said, like people, people have different. Um, preferences and etc yeah. but yeah Z you were going to say something about attraction uh, um, yeah I was just going to say that attraction is the um, it's the first step mm-hmm. obviously like initial attraction is important mm-hmm. but um, you know it, it, liking somebody and you know having a life partner it encompasses many other things besides attraction attraction sorry I feel like people especially in today's day and age, are very superficial, one-dimensional. And so as a result, they tend to attribute more to attractiveness than they should. If you've got that initial attraction, calm, you know, like it's like a checklist, I guess. If you've got the initial attractions, tick off that first box. But there's five or six other boxes that you have to tick. (laughs) And people are content with having somebody who ticks the first box and they pass that first category by flying colours. They're very attractive. However... They've not got much substance to their personality. They've not mm-hmm. got much substance to their character. So you know, it's just it's just people being superficial and one-dimensional. At the end of the day, they don't know what to look for. What I'm saying is that, like, you know, we sort of um, what do you call it? Like, we sort of like push that standard of yo, she needs to be an eight out of ten for me to get with her. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. she can't just she can't just be a six, you know. Mm-hmm. She can't just be a six. Like you can find her attractive. No, no, no. You need to find her like picky, a crazy, crazy attractive. Yeah. Like, and then but because do you know, do you know the, the con here, go on. yeah, I was gonna say because of that. Like you know, you see her now is all like with um, you know, arranged marriages and stuff like that. Like I know there are girls who, um, you know, they, uh, you know, they started looking for someone at I don't know at the age of like twenty five or something, and now they're thirty five. You know why? Because they they've been looking, but because society sort of pushed this high standard they want to marry someone who looks like Zayn Malik innit you know mm. someone that's like really good looking and really whatever you know really rich really this really that and it just puts like mm. a really put a really high standard on things that are superficial like things that don't matter that much like yeah attractiveness matters but like not that much you get what I mean like there are other yeah, things that, you know would you like if I were to ask you a question would you rather be with a girl who's an eight out of ten, but you cannot, you do not like spending time with her at all. Or would you rather be with someone who you genuinely like spending time with, be with, you know, talk to, confide yeah. in, etc. And she's maybe like well, a six, how, out of ten. Out of ten. Six, six out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. with the six. Of course. But um, yes. you know what you were saying um about so people are picky, right? And. Mm. People. I'm saying that pe- people are people are picky, but yeah. picky over superficial uh-huh. things. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Okay, so okay, so fair enough. Yeah, because I would say, um, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm picky, but I have high entry requirements. 
higher entry requirements. Entry requirements. For... <laughs> 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 Ten GCSEs, A star to C. Yeah, make sure, make sure they have work <laughs> experience as well. Don't worry. You ain't got them grades. You ain't getting a date. <laughs> you know, like, no grades. No comment. Entry requirements. So, but then my entry requirements for things outside of looks are higher than they are for looks because for example i want to go i think we all want you know a woman who not go a woman we all want a woman who can intellectually stimulate us you know challenge mm. our thoughts provoke thoughts you know be it through conversation whatever you know someone who really raises your your level of mental awareness and intellect and you know they they push you they motivate you there's so much more than just looks so i'm you know, I'm quite picky with that because there's a lot of women out there that they're not like that. There's a lot of women out yeah. there that are very basic. A lot of guys, yeah. though, out there that are also very basic. That's like, what you guys need to remember. The way that mm. you think, the way that you speak, it's not average by any means. Mm. There's so mm. many guys out there that are very basic. So, um, you know, they've. you're right. Like you said, they're picky in the wrong areas. But that's because they don't offer that themselves. So how are they looking to seek it in mm. other people? Mm. That's mm. true. You feel me? They, yeah, they don't, they don't, they that. don't, they don't offer that. Yeah, go on. Oh, so I was say, do you believe in the notion that you give, you attract the same energy you put out? Big facts, man. Yes, <clears throat> you do. If you're, if you're boring, who are you going to end up with? Someone who's boring. Someone you're boring. good looking and boring. You'll just end up with, up with someone who's good looking and boring. You both just sit, uh, you know, oh, how's he day? Oh, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> the relationship it's, is boring. Yes, it's rubbish because yeah. it's, sorry, go on. It's based oh. on, it's based off of just looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, is it just gonna be so, so superficial yeah. and basic? It's gonna feel fake at that point. When you see these old people, where you know you see them on the news, oh yes, coronavirus, and they're there with their husband or wife, and they're like eighty-five years old, still looking mm. at each other with that same yeah, gleam yeah, in their yeah. eyes because they like yeah. them for much more than obviously just their, their physical appearance now, because they've bonded on a level that most people can't access. You get mm-hmm. me? Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a physical level or you know, emotional level, it's just, more uh, sorry, spiritual level as well. To cut you off, um, I just wanted to mention a couple nah, of points. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I, was gonna... uh, I, I just wanted to mention a couple of points from, uh, uh, you know, um, of course, I recently attended and it was it was talking about like, you know, um, relationships and stuff. And it was saying how a lot of people like in the initial stage of when they when they, when they get married, um, you know, they were mentioning exactly what, what you were mentioning before is that they, they're too picky, picky on the superficial aspects and, um, uh, you know, don't pay en- enough attention to the spiritual, the emotional, etc., etc. Um, and uh, otherwise, as well, like what Mo was mentioning is that um, they'll spend so long looking uh, and being unrealistic with their expectations, right? Um, because they're trying oh. to p- find the perfect kind of person, but they never, you can never find the perfect person. You can only find. You know, you can have a certain amount of people, and from that people, the best you can really do is see who ticks all the boxes, like um, like Zero was mentioning, right? And based on that percentage, if they tick, you know, if someone ticks ninety percent of boxes, maybe that ten percent you have to compromise on. You know, there has to be compromise in relationships. There's compromise in every single relationship, whether it's whether it's a love relationship like with your spouse, or whether it's you know uh, a business relationship like a financial transaction or whatever, right? Um, even at the highest level, when CEO of a, a big company is in, engaging with the CEO of another big company they compromise on certain aspects right they say oh you have this percentage I'll have this percent, percentage 
and this 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 compromise is almost non-existent in a lot of uh, you know, and the the uh, this this obviously this was an Islamic course. So the Ustad was mentioning, the teacher was mentioning um, that uh, a lot of divorces are caused, and a lot of people actually come to him because people are unwilling to compromise, right? And on the simplest of things, like y- y- you know, you you to to me and you, you to me and you guys, this might sound stupid, but they'll be like, you know, he spends too much time with his friends, or she she spends too much time with her friends, or he he wants to do this certain thing every saturday right but i want to do this certain thing every saturday so it's just these these small things that people for some reason can't compromise on and a lot of it comes from the fact that you know when you go into marriage specifically right a long-term relationship i'm talking about with long-term commitment when you go into marriage uh, or a long-term commitment it's uh, up to that point until up to up until you get into it you've you've been alone right and you've had kind of no one really um impeding on your scheduling right uh but suddenly now you have to start sharing the scheduling with other people and this is how a relationship is supposed to work you you take and you give right in certain places um there's parts of like in the modern era like disease just mentioned now right there's like uh-huh. these very old elderly people that are still together and still love each other and still respect each other right um uh what the the teacher was trying to say is there's some parts of the uh, previous generation, i.e., our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, that we kind of just shun away. An example he gave, but you could also apply it to what Z was saying, was that um, so the example he gave was like the respect of uh, guests, right? And how when you look at your parents and when you look at your grandparents and when you look at your culture, especially South Asian culture, I don't, I don't know much about African, African culture, obviously, but South Asian culture is very, very enhanced on and it emphasizes a lot on the guest, right? If a guest comes to your house, you treat them like yeah. they're the king, king. or the queen, yeah. right? They, they're, they're the most important person in the house, right? And you put all their, all, all, um, their priorities and their needs over yours, right? Um, What's the point of me having a house then, man? I'll yeah. just stay yours. Oh, yeah, my house. My, my parents will treat you like like a king, yeah. But not really, because they know you in it. <laughs> but I, I, I need to go to a stranger's house. <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is that uh, certain aspects of that culture, of the of those previous generations, are taken away because we think, especially in you know, um, kind of like a modern take on on Islam, right? Is that oh, culture, ew, gross, right? It's kind of like that. It's like, ew, well, culture messes everything up. Why, 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 why do we care about culture? But there's mm. parts of it that you don't, you, you know, we can't get rid of. Like, it, this exists even in a Western society, like, you know, like the UK, when you see these older people, again, like he was mentioning, you had this concept of, listen, I'm not going to be too picky. I'm going to try and pick the person that's the best fit for me, right? That I admire, that I like, and just get on with it, uh-huh. you know? It's true, though. Like, I keep wondering how my parents are still together after all these years, because all I ever see them do is fight. I've never, <laughs> all I've ever seen them do is just fight, argue, fight, argue. Rarely, rare, very rarely are they like ever actually having a funny conversation. But when they, when you do see it, it's blessed in it. You're like, oh, mashallah, like they get along yeah. really well. But I guess they've just bonded over. Yeah. They've just completely passed the stage where it's over physical, emotional, all that. They're just at the point where they could just live each other with each other comfortably. And no matter how many arguments they have, they're still... Just yeah, love each other at the, the end of the day. Comes extension yeah. of yourself, and also they have reached unconditional love. You know. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, speaking of unconditional love, do you believe in that? Yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. You don't, don't believe yeah. in it? No, I, I don't. don't either. 
Really? Okay, okay Z, let me. Okay. Okay, I'll say yeah, I'm, on, I'm on the fence, so you guys will have to fight. Yeah, I, I'll, to I'll, I'll, I'll present my case in there with unconditional love. Mm. Obviously, what is unconditional love it is you will love someone regardless of whatever happens, whatever they do. Mm. You know, essentially, they can do whatever. You will love them regardless of anything. I think um, with people, I will have a, I'll, I'll have a condition. Like there will be a, a certain limit that I will love them. But obviously, for me, it's, it's like that. Ahmed, your limit is like <laughs> right, like right at the bottom, bro. You're, you're already like I passed you, my limit already, a long time ago. <laughs> you passed your limit a long time ago. I don't know where you're still there. More complications like, for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like there's, there's something that people like. Yo, there, of course, there are things that people can do that is just completely unforgi- unforgivable, right? What do I mean yeah. by this? I mean like, yeah, let's say um, my son, my daughter, yeah. Yes, I would have so much love for them. Like, yes, they can, you know, commit so many mistakes. I will still love them in it. Like, you know, they can give me a lot of problems. You know, I will still love them. Like, you know, whatever they do, you know. But then it's like, is it really whatever? Like, you know, can they really just do anything? Like, what if my son becomes like a freaking pedophile rapist or something? Like, you know, there's there's always like an extent to, mm. you know, how much. Like, obviously, at that point, like, like let's say um, I saw um, there was a case where there was a, the, you know, there was this mother and his son is, uh, you know, was a psychopath, right? And his son killed um, his sister, you know, which is the mother's daughter. Who was um she was three years old yeah he killed his sister just because he was angry at his mom and he thought the best way that i can put my mom through pain is through is by killing my sister you know and i mean like yo like you you know we we have to admit that there are obviously things that people can do that are just beyond all measure and with, with that in mind i can say that look i'm not gonna have unconditional love for no one I don't think it's possible. I mean, I, I I completely understand where you're coming from, and I agree with you to some extent. But you know, I still believe it exists. First and foremost, um, admittedly, I haven't got unconditional love for any of my friends, and my friends don't have unconditional love for me. Mm-hmm. Um, unconditional love. Bro, I see how is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that. That's all going to break his ankles. Down. <laughs> Sorry, bro. That's continue. That sounds more violent than it is. Of course, you'll never break my ankles, man. You trash. We'll see. Just wait. Just wait for the day, man. <laughs> Guys, just gonna come around my house with a baseball bat. You know, what can we do? No, I'm not. I'm not what? Yeah. I don't. After this recording, Z was found the dead in his home. <laughs> uh, his ankles were found broken. <laughs> yeah, go on, Z. Uh, sorry. Okay, so, um, yeah, so friends don't have unconditional love with each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like they pretend that they do, but they don't. Um, so that's first and foremost. But yeah, like I was saying, unconditional love is attained by, you know, couples that are very close to each other or parents with their children or, you know. So, um, <clears throat> first and foremost, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you can love somebody despite them having done so much wrong. You disagree with it. You uh, fundamentally hate what they have done. You hate it with a passion. It's against uh, your own moral value and your moral code. However, you still love them. Like, for example, you're giving those, um, those um, anecdotes. You know, if, uh, let's say, I don't know, my 
one of my parents was to kill somebody or I was to kill somebody, they would still love me, but they would be very angry or livid with the fact that I have done what I've done. But, you know, a mother just, once she's reached that level with her child, she struggles to despise or lose love for the child, despite what mm-hmm. they've done. Mm-hmm. And if you, you can go, go through, if you were to find, you know, killers who've yeah, killed people and it's had media coverage, not every killer who has killed people surely wouldn't have their mums, as in their mums would have, or family members would have ceased contact with them. I mean, I'm sure they'd, some of them would still get conjugal visits from family members, from spouses, mm. from people who love them despite them having t- taken another person's life because their love well, I'd, it supersedes. Yeah. Just, just in in mm. in regards to like specifically in regards in regards to if like if if a family member committed like uh, or someone you loved committed like a criminal like act, right? Specifically regarding that, yeah. I think that's more to do with not like accepting the fact that they've done it. Because even after like they commit the act, a lot of them still well to what it looks like to me anyway. A lot of them still don't accept the fact that they've done it. They still they still think like this. There might be a chance, or you know, they did it for some reason. That there was some motive or whatever, rather than them being just you know being a pure psychopath. I think I think that's where that stems from. Not the fact that they actually love them for the for who they are. Uh, in and and taking into consideration what they've done, rather the fact that they they're in they're still in denial about the, about about what they've done. Uncon- unconditional love can only exist if you, someone has unconditional forgiveness as well. Mm, I believe yeah. that. Exactly. And in that exactly. regard, only Allah Damn. can give you unconditional love. That, that is that is truth. Jesus time much just sums fact. it up. Facts, bro. It only coincides. Wait, so with what is that? What are you arguing then? What are you arguing there? No, I'm just. I just summed up everything that I've I've heard from all of you. Okay, but then you on the so fence now. Like, I'd say unconditional love doesn't doesn't exist because no person can have unconditional forgiveness. Mm. But yeah, so yeah, but obviously, like, like, going what, back what, to you, go, um, Z, um, so going back yeah, to your point in it, um, your analogy, yeah. um, it reminds me of another one where you know a mother um, forgave um, the killer of her son. And, uh, you know, I, I found it really interesting when I heard about it because obviously, like, in Islam, for example, and by the way, everyone watching, this is just my personal, like, opinion and I'm just being honest, right? Like, obviously, in Islam, we're taught to forgive people, yeah? So we know that what she did was good. You know, Islamically speaking, she did something good by forgiving that, that killer. Yeah. You know, something yeah, uh, something beyond, yeah. you know, amazing, yeah? Um. Yeah. You know, and to really like, you have to really understand what forgiveness means. You know, forgiveness doesn't mean that I'm I'm not gonna I'm just I'm gonna try not to kill this person. That's not what forgiveness is. You know, forgiveness is you saying that I don't want this person to be punished for this action in hell. I don't want this person to go to hell for this. That's that's you. For, that that's what forgiveness means, right? Yeah. Now, that's fair enough. In it, she did that. For me personally, right? And I want your opinion on this. For me personally, if I was in that situation, like let's say someone killed my son, my daughter, whatever, right? For me to then want this person to go, like I'm not going to go out and like murder this person myself or anything, yeah? But for me in my heart to want this person to go to hell and suffer for what he did, is that wrong of me to do? Is that wrong of me to think? You know? Um, 
it's to be honest that's a hard one it's not but it is isn't it yeah and it's like you know as much as like i can under you know as much as i know that forgiveness is good you know for the lady that forgave the husband uh, his her daughter's killer or like your example that you gave i can never look at that situation and appreciate it if you get what i mean like mm. i can never look at it and respect you know like i mean you see it in one way like yo if i was if my mother forgave someone who killed me ah, you know it is a bit mm, you hear me like oh, i don't know how to say it one, it's like you just can't sorry what yeah it's a, it's a hard one man I yeah, yeah. from that perspective like, you can seek yeah. justice in this life obviously in the form of either blood money or you know a court yeah but to like deem them to hell that is ultimately up to Allah isn't it it's up to Allah but that, that is a, that's a right for you to make a door yeah. you get me because if you don't is forgive it, them it, in the end yeah that's that's it, your right yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a right for you to say to Allah I want this person to mm. get, get justice for what he did that's a right for you to ask mm. you get what I mean you know I just want to so, yeah, bring cool. up a different yeah. aspect to relationships um, you know something we've discussed me and Dahmid and Muhammad have discussed uh you know quite a uh quite a lot on on that one group chat yeah on long site um is the fact is the fact that you know the aspect of sorry um keeping relationships um you know with friends that you may have not seen in a long time or just just maintaining friendships in general right um how do you guys like you know how do you guys have any practical tips or how do you guys go about maintaining, you know, these friendships and these ties? Or, you know, what was, what um, just what is a regular? Opinion, you think a regular friendship, bro? Um, I'm gonna keep mine short. Honestly, if I don't vibe, and like, if I have to, I, I want, I just want things to go naturally in it with Muhammad, with you guys. Mm-hmm. I've not seen Muhammad in 15 days. That's, I met him yesterday in it. Mm-hmm. And for me and Muhammad to not see each other in two weeks is a long time because we saw each yeah. other about oh three, God, four so times much. a day before. <laughs> we see each other a lot. And yeah. I haven't seen him in about over two weeks, right? So, and then we yeah. linked up yesterday and went and got food. And then honestly, even though we've been so long, nothing has changed between us. Our relationship has not diminished yet. We don't, we don't need yeah. that constant approval that you're friends, you know? Mm. Yeah. I, just, I know he's my friend. I know he'll be there for me even if I don't talk to him for a year. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's kind of a friendship level that you know you hope to reach and honestly when you reach that level with like a couple of people you don't really um, bother f- f- um, putting in a lot of effort forming other friendships or bonds yeah exactly because you've no already need. got that in it you, there's yeah. no need exactly you've yeah. got your few friends and plus if you put in too much effort and it's not reciprocated then it's just damaging to yourself yeah that's it's true. like you just you just have too much hope and it all just comes like back at you I mean, it's so like... unless it flows naturally unless something comes naturally and it's like I can be good friends with this guy and I have to and you know everything will be fine and don't, I don't feel like I'm a burden to them then yeah. that's that's the only thing I look for otherwise I wouldn't force anything I wouldn't put effort in anything too much yeah. effort anyway uh, there needs to be this level of respect I think with um, with people that you know you've met once or twice and just to like you know be like oh you know I wonder how they do and stuff like that and just a, le- just a general level of uh, mannerisms right um, and I feel like that's again coming back to society and relationships um, I feel like that's also underrated in, in, in uh, you know today's society is there's again two extremes either people are like you know when you see these sometimes you see these um, like very uh, not edgy I want to say but like 
you know anti-society posts like you know you can't trust anyone everyone's a snake you know keep your friends yeah. friends close to yourself yeah this type of thing circle small yeah, yeah like exactly like, yeah. It's, like, it's like oh only have two three friends that you can get along with it's like is this that one extreme and the, the other extreme is like when people just go out their way to like 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 uh, i think muhammad said right uh to make friends with everyone and they become um they they, they have this uh they have an emotional distress situation when that uh, that friendship isn't reciprocated and again like i'm uh, like i'm mentioning there's no balance ever anywhere it's like fam listen just keep in touch with those that you haven't seen for a while and keep in more touch with those that you actually like and vibe with it's like i don't understand where this like disconnect is coming from i think that's the difference between like a friendship and an acquaintance mm. that's a more of a matter of definition really that's true. like obviously like when like let's say me and tahmid said like yeah the what we would consider friends is like you know us and stuff like that that doesn't mean that like let's say someone else i don't know give him the name like amar comes and i'll just be like yo get lost like <laughs> no, i'm not gonna uh-huh. be a waste but i don't like you know and i, I, mean, I, some, I don't some people are like that though isn't it some people are so yeah. dismissive and so and you know yeah 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 it's, a, it's a cliquey, cliquey behavior in it yeah. it's um you know you're you you just you just subject yourself to that one friendship group and you just stick there forever mm. and you don't you don't communicate with anyone else mm. uh, yeah people are like that definitely mm-hmm. people are weird that's what they are people are weird people are weird, weird. yeah yeah i was i was gonna say like like for for example like in kd and stuff like with our friend groups in it like we have a really big friend group but within there like you have different groups in it yeah. you know like uh you had the guys from oldham in it and they were like one group for example and you have certain like you have certain groups but then like let's say i know like for example all of us here like we'd still talk to everyone else you know yeah. we wouldn't just be like yo i ain't gonna talk to z because i'm in the Saad and tahmid group you know mm-hmm. it wasn't like that you get me um, we were all in the anime group anyway. Yeah. I remember we just come in and just talk about anime every day. The new episode, by in the most days, bro. Yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> <Naruto> <laughs> free, bro. <laughs> it's about like yo. You only have so much time in a day. You only have so much energy. Um, I definitely like your your close friends. You you know like will for example back you and stuff. Mm-hmm. They will be there for you. Obviously, you should prioritize them. Give them more you know um and then that doesn't mean you don't spend time with anyone else you can but it's like it's more about like who do you spend the most time with you know like i'm sure like even like the prophet them, you know what's different between the prophet and isa mm-hmm. you know one of the core differences i remember i can't remember who said this but it was a scholar he said that the core differences uh difference was the fact that the prophet Wasallam had his companions Right, yeah. he had his companions who would do anything for him. Whereas Isa, we already know the story in it of what happened. He was betrayed by all his companions. Yeah, you know, but not every single one, but you know, most of them. You know, whereas you know, Prophet Muhammad when he got an arrow, you know, when he got injured in the battlefield, what did the uh, what did the companions do? They all huddled around him and took the arrows on their backs for the Prophet You know. Um, so you had that so definitely that exists in it you have those and you can't have that with a hundred people it just mm. doesn't work out That's you know true. you can't be that close to so many people 
but yeah and it's about it's about the energy it's about i think yeah. like Saad, you're talking about like is what you're saying about respecting it mm. like of course be respectful to people in it i don't think you should only be respectful to friends or people you know be respectful to everyone in it mm. but yeah um mm. i feel like sometimes people are so unwilling to make more than one social bubble it's like i'm only gonna stick to this uh, group of people because I don't trust anyone else and partly mm-hmm. I think that's society's fault as well um, from what I've said before is that this kind of influence of like everyone's a snake you know don't trust anyone um, just keep to yourself or keep to a couple of people mm, very selfish yeah very selfish society like you know don't don't care about anyone else if someone asks you for something you know double check it twice double check their motivations question them interrogate them interview them it's like oh, I don't I don't I mean, yeah. I mean but, um obviously being a bit of a devil's critique here in it but is that is that really wrong though like if i just want to spend time with like you know just time with you and z for example is no, no, it is that, that, i mean, I mean that, that's not what i'm talking about i'm, I'm, say, I'm saying this like this this people in society would be like um like you know like you said about trust yeah. like you know is it wrong to have a natural distrust for people like i mean when especially when you hear about the world when you hear about what happens between people like i'd see it as maybe a defense mechanism for people like let's say you've been wrong plenty of times and because you have a distrust to people you know you you take caution like i'd say the opposite of that would be you know like uh, me and tamid we met um, one of our friends yesterday in it and he had this like card on from this like dodgy you know dodgy like dealer guy yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. and the guy essentially robbed him and he cheated him right because he didn't do a good job and exactly so now for him right the the other guy was very like you know he was a salesman in it so he, he was able to speak well but you know for for my for our friend in it he saw that okay this person is telling me to transfer him through my personal bank account or something and it's like oh this is a bit dodgy for him to then be like yo you know what i don't trust this i don't trust him like that um, i need i need uh, i need proper proof and security to be able to do any work with this person mm-hmm. To have any sort of relationship with this person well, is that really i mean i mean I that's, that's, that's kind of irrelevant because it's not irrelevant but what, what i'm trying to say is listen like there's times when you're when you're when you're in a relationship with someone, or you, when you when you're getting to know someone and there's warning signs that are popping up right obviously i'm not saying be stupid and ignore those warning signs in it or, or be completely like um trusting of everyone but what i'm trying to say is i don't I don't like it in society when this agenda is promoted that everyone is evil somehow, right? Other than the pe- close people you know, it's like, you know, it stops people from engaging with other people. It stops it stops society from expanding. It stops even even forget forget relationships. If you look at the political sphere, right, one side will say the other side is wrong. One the other side will say this side is wrong. It, it's look at just look at America, fam. Like the entire country is just divided right and even in the uk you have like kind of liberal side and the conservative side it's just complete split because no one's willing to listen to the other side no one's willing to expand their social bubble and everyone just just trust everyone else and this is where society starts to crumble down to just you know you myself my needs my necessities that selfish thing you're talking about like again i'll I'll reiterate there's warning signs that come up when you're talking to someone when you're doing business with someone etc etc right and you should follow those warning signs but it's when people just blatantly ignore someone even without those warning signs like they have no established base of of a relationship already 
they'll go uh-huh. straight into the relationship with the idea that this person is this has he has alternative motivations or she has yeah. alternative motivations yeah you know i would say that it isn't something new though it's something that you know it's sort of the s and them mentality in it mm. um i think human beings have been doing this for a very long time mm. and it's a it's a way to feel like you're above something i think technology you know? has made it worse though technologies i wouldn't say tech, i'd say technology could argue <coughs> made it better because it allows you to connect with people i would argue that people would be more us than them if it wasn't for technology like you go back 10-15 years it was probably that, yeah. even more us than them you know tribes would not interact with other tribes like that you know that like it, it you know the whole like tribe mentality was there and that was a lot stronger mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I can see that. Um, the internet tells us what to think, mm-hmm. and sometimes we accept it, and then we adopt this notion. For example, keeping a circle small, etc., that we should follow. When in reality, do we have to follow it? Like, not everybody needs a small circle. People who have a bigger circle might look at that and think, "Oh, oh. maybe I'm doing the wrong thing." Maybe they'll question their friendships and stuff. Yeah. I feel like um, also you know, you're talking about how um, internet is good. I mean, yeah, society's more interconnected, I guess. But you know, um, what, what about what about relationships specifically? What do you think? Yeah, because obviously, technology oh. as an umbrella is obviously better in the long oh, run. Oh, are you oh, just sorry, about are you social media? Yeah, because be more good than bad. Yeah, with relationships, definitely more good than bad. With social media specifically, we're talking about. Yeah, I'd say it's more good. Yeah, relationships. No, wait, social media. Yeah, I'm not yeah. talking about social media. I'm talking about like technology. About all the dating. Yeah, apps. but technology I'm not even talking about obvious the... though, because obviously, yeah. at, and as technology advances. No, but we're talking about with regards to dating. So the dating apps, like even the halal ones, right? You got Minda, you got Muzmatch. You know, maybe if you're, you know, the, the Asians, you got Deal Mail. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. What? <laughs> This isn't sponsored by the way. Bro, Minda stuff makes me cut you know. <laughs> this podcast isn't sponsored by any of the following. Yeah, if you if you wanna so, yeah, it's sponsored by after school of Dawa Dating. Yeah. Deal Mill sponsors. You get ten percent off uh premium premium fee. If yeah. you use your code uh, Omar ten, <laughs> right? That's false, by the way. So yeah, like you've got, you've got dating apps, man. So like you can connect with people and speak to people that you'd never otherwise see. Okay. So it's helpful because then like... you can, you know, yeah. yeah no, no, go on, yeah. Go on. No, no, no. I was literally uh, pretty much finished. I was going to say it's helpful because, like, you know, there's the success rate of each. I think maybe like. Less, slightly less than half or a bit greater than half will end up building a relationship from their match mm. so mm. therefore it's good man but yeah go on yeah um, that, that, that's a solid point and I'd, I'd also agree with Z that um, technology as a whole um, makes relationships better because you know it just it just makes sense in it like you know like let's say um, I'm going traveling or something I could uh, text my wife we could talk you know, um, long distance relationships yeah, course, work out course, better. Um, it's more convenient, That's... for example. Um, and I'd also say, like, if we're talking about like bef- even before relationships, I think social media and technology makes us more open-minded than not. I'd say that, like, if you just look at history, people were more close-minded in the past than they are now. And I think technology does have a 
uh, does play a factor in that, in the sense that technology gives a voice to the voiceless. And then because of that, mm. you're, you're not just hearing one source of news. You're hearing it from different, different people. And I think that's what made us more open-minded. And ultimately, being more open-minded is giving us a better chance when it comes to relationships with people. Mm. Fair enough. I think it's more about weighing the good. Obviously, there's good and bad with everything. But yeah, yeah, of course. What, what has more good than bad, you know? It's more about the weight. Definitely in it. terms of like maintaining family relationships, it's obviously technology has made it much easier because like, you know, a lot of, well, for, for me at least, a lot of my family is still back in Pakistan. Um, mm. So for me to get in contact my cousins whenever I do, God knows I don't do it enough, um, or my aunties or my uncles, it's like easy enough to still call them on WhatsApp and it, and it goes through. And that's for free as well. I don't even have to pay for anything. So, you know, only my internet, of course, but... Mm. So it's in that sense, yeah. It's like family and close, close relatives. It's made it on Netflix. I don't know why I laugh. Yo. Cost effectiveness. There is still one thing I want to say. Alright. Um, just going all the way back to the whole like um, unconditional love situation. Um, you know what I've noticed is is that like definitely like the example Z gave like there are definitely people who do show unconditional love I don't think that necessarily says whether it's good or bad it just says that it exists in it like it's there but definitely there are people who show unconditional love but I'd say for the most part most people who uh, most people say they have unconditional love but don't actually have it you know I mean it's like in the Asian community for example Parents will tell you at 24 7 they got unconditional love for you. <laughs> but as soon as her, their daughter wants to marry a black guy, yo, she's booted out the house. You know, is that unconditional love? No, no. She, they don't know who she is. Like, anymore. their standards for like love is very low anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah. don't know what unconditional love is. So that's why I, I sort of want to bring in the sort of realism to it or the practicality to unconditional love. Like, oh. I'd rather have someone say they they have conditional love and it's true then compared to someone say oh, I have unconditional love for you but it's not actually true like yeah, you'd rather be honest yeah you know? if someone has conditional love for you as well it keeps you in check because you're going to obviously watch what you do yeah, from yeah. that point and especially yeah. if it's someone you care about and yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not going to you're going to make sure you want to keep that love yeah. whereas if someone's kind of like I have unconditional love for you you're like okay it doesn't matter what I do they're going to love me and then yeah. that's where it leads to problems and it's like, yeah, I'd, I'd say like it's just very hypocritical, man, to mm. say I have unconditional love when you actually don't. Yeah, human beings are like an iceberg, and at the top of the iceberg, the top thirty percent, the tip, you've got parents and you've got personality. And I feel like you know, with regards to relationships, anyway, most people attribute a lot to appearance. A lot of people attribute a lot to personality, but people don't attribute enough to what below that which is your ego and your soul your ego being your sense of yourself and you know what your soul is we talk about you being take the angel of death takes your soul away um that's because and our body's left behind that's because that's the purest form of us and when you really connect with someone on a level you go beyond their looks that's the first step you go beyond their personality that's the second step and you go to their soul and your soul start to connect with each other on a level and you start to see people for more than just them you Bro. see them for their souls the purest form of them easy Tupac fam yeah, this guy this guy has <laughs> just so summed well. up sorry you've just summed up like Dahmid you know the uh, what is it 
Iman Islam is something. Guys have been like, smack. <laughs> 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 he said the soul stuff like on the live. I was like, mind baffled, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know if you understand the like how baffled I was, bro. I'm pretty sure. That's why he finally got out of it. Oh, is it Islam, Iman, and then well, Islam? I don't know which one it is. <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say uh, quickly, though, was um, so a lot of, so every human being is layered. Layered being that, you know, everybody, human being has an appearance. Every human being has a personality. Every human being has an ego and a soul. Yeah. Um, before I go into that anyway, um, your soul and your ego affect your personality. Um, anyway, so every human being is layered in that sense. Mm -hmm. But then there's a lot of human beings that aren't layered in their personalities. That's like another dimension within the dimensions, if you know what I'm saying. Like every human being is layered from appearance to soul. However, yeah. not every human being is layered in their personality. So when we're talking about, anyway, with relationships, like I said, you know, most people have the inability to reach someone else's soul because they can't reach their own soul. So like I said, mm. how are they going to um, seek things in others that they can't reach in themselves so, 100%. you know it's like how they say like you know you, you work on yourself first before you try and like get married mm. for example exactly yeah. like some people they honestly can, think like, you're, like they're like uh you know that they, they might not be practicing for example like they're not might not be very practicing they're not they might not oh. be praying in it um and they might even like they'll be in like relationships they'll have sex they'll do this they'll do that um, and they think like, no, 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 when I get married and I'm going to get married to like a proper, um, proper halal girl in it, I know everything will be yeah. fine after that. Like she will make me religious. So many people are like that. They say stuff like that. Mm. Like, she will they make want me their religious. significant others to fix them up. But yeah, they yeah, yeah. That's their own. That's the really one of the biggest that. things, by the way, that the, on, on that class I was mentioning before. That's like one of the big, biggest things he mentioned is that the fact that people go into marriage, like he's seen a lot of cases where, you know, especially mostly guys have gone into uh, marriages thinking that their wives will make them a better, better Muslim or a better person. But that hardly ever to, well, you know, he says there is a contributing factor, of course, you know, because the company you keep is, is what you end up, you know, um, leaning more towards. But it's not going to change oh. overnight and it's not, you know, it's not going to be a process unless you try and initiate it yourself first. Okay, with that said, um, okay, Jazakallah khair for everyone who listened to today's episode. I hope so you cool. guys found it beneficial, found it interesting, and sort of, uh, you know, to, to enlighten you, uh, like to, what do you call it, Incl incline you, motivate you to think about these type of things and have these conversations yourself. Jazakallah mm -hmm. khair yeah. for joining us today, taking time mm -hmm. out of your oh, my pleasure, your man. day in it, um, to yeah. talk to us. My yeah. very busy day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to enlighten us, you know, um, you are known as the intellectual black guy here. So, you know. <laughs> not to say that not, Thank not you, all bro. black guys are inter intellectual, in it? It's just that like he's the only black yeah. guy after school that will the ball. So that's why. <laughs> We're not racist, okay? We'll recruit some other. We just don't have a big sample size. We just don't have a big sample yeah. size. <laughs> All right. Anyways, with that said, Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.